Welcome in, y'all. This is the Lightweight Pre-Gamers, a fanciful podcast for the Pre-Game HQ. I am back this week as your host, CJ Krause. And with me, I got Matt and Charles. We're rocking this one out. So today we're talking about the James Conner signing. We're going to be talking about Alex Smith retiring. And then we'll be doing a 12-team way too early redraft, super flex, mock draft. But it's nice to get this going while we have it going on. But uh, Charles, how you doing tonight, bud? Yo, I'm doing great. I'm dressed for war here. You know, I got my camo on, camo hat. You're just like a floating shirt. head. That's all you are right now. It's like if I wore it all green, so I fade in my background. So it feels like I'm 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 ready to go. Let's go. Let's get it going. Now, how are we doing tonight, buddy? Good man. Gearing up for the summer. Uh so I, I'm a teacher, so uh just gearing up for summer break. We're getting students back, so things have been hectic, but uh just enjoying the weather before we hit triple digits over here, getting the kids outside and uh Loving life, man. Ready for the draft. I, I wish I could enjoy the weather. It started snowing here in Denver today, so it <laughs> looks like a winter wonderland outside. Like, it's like snow, snow. I feel like it's December. So it was just like 80 degrees the other day. Now we got snow. Got to love Colorado weather. Supposed um, to get snow tomorrow, so that's going to be fun. Thanks. Yeah, it's, it's a cold It's a cold <laughs> April a lot of places. Except for, the, yeah, I don't want to hear from you, Matt. Anywho, um, talking about this signing, discussion before. I know. Talking <laughs> yeah. about uh, sunshine weather. James Connor signing a one-year, $1,750,000 contract with the Arizona Cardinals. What does this do to the backfield over there, Charles? What do you think about the Connor signing? Uh, you could pretty much just blow it all up. There's no real uh, true RB1 for that team right now. I mean, it, it's there's no difference between uh, Kenyon Drake and James Connor except Oh, wait, nope. They both still get injured all the time. So it's the exact same thing all over again. You know, Kyler Murray's going to steal probably about 800 yards and six scores. And each one of those guys is going to end up with about uh, probably around eight to 900 yards total offense and probably about eight or nine touchdowns apiece. I mean, they're, it's just bland. That's all it is, unless they go out and draft somebody. But. I think, Which I think they can. I think they can. Yeah. They don't have a, they, I don't think they're going the first or second, but they do have a fourth round pick that I think could end up back. Um, so Matt, that what, do you, backfield. what do you think of this backfield? Is there anybody you want to own or anybody you'd actually take? Uh, I mean, if I can get James Conner is like a, a flex a little bit later than draft. Sure. I don't see any difference. Anybody who is banking on Chase Edmonds being an RB one or a high end RB two, that's out the window. Um, I don't see it being any different than last year with Drake. And I mean, uh, Charles absolutely nailed it. You know, there's not much difference between Drake and Connor. They both got their injury issues. They're both very similar backs. Uh, Kyler's going to vulture. So you guys nailed it. I think Drake's a better pass catcher. I think that's something that like, it's definitely going to be Chase Evans being a yeah. pass catching running back. But that's seemed like, I don't want any of these guys. I think James Connor's worth a little bit more, but we're talking like, a guy I'm going to put near the back of my bench. I hope I never have to use. And that's not a guy I really want to draft. So it kind of kills the whole backfield. I do think it's possible to do draft a running back in this class too. So we'll see how that goes. And some sad news. I think we have a retirement today, Alex Smith. They should rename the comeback player of the year award to the Alex Smith award. That's something I think they should do for him for going through everything he went through to come back and to play in the NFL and played not bad. He wasn't great by any means, but he was still a suitable NFL quarterback. He didn't really get any offers in the offseason besides a couple like backup roles where it's more him being like a player coach. Yeah. Matt, what do you think of Alex Smith? Uh, I mean, it's it's tough to see him go, but I'm so glad he got that that swan song, if you will, that final chance. Um, you know, and yeah, what a story. I mean, to come through to, to San Francisco and go through what he went through with all the different offensive coordinators and then to be replaced like that. Uh, you know, I mean, and then you got Mahomes coming in and taking over for him. And so, I mean, and then you got that injury. It's just what a story this guy has been through. Uh, you nailed it, you know, uh, comeback player of the year, comeback player of the century. Uh, I was reminiscing a little bit about his time with the 49ers. Uh, just thinking back to that playoff game against the Saints where they came back, where it was just back and forth there at the end. I saw one of the uh, one of the highlights there, and man, uh, I'm gonna miss Alex Smith. But uh, what a career, man! Yeah, I'd love to see him come back as a coach somewhere as well. I think he'd be really good as just like a straight up coach. 
Charles, what what do you like Alex Smith? Do you have any uh, stories about him? Anything you feel in or? Um, I am so. I personally believe Alex Smith has been one of the most wasted talents we've seen come into the NFL in a long time. Um, it's like he, Matt can attest to this. The 49ers had what five different head coaches and five different mm -hmm. offensive coordinators in the time that he was there in San Francisco. And then they just kind of the whole Colin Kaepernick situation. Is he the starter? Is he not the starter? And like, they just shuffled him off to Kansas city and where he flourished. I mean, Andy Reid uh, just brought out the greatness as Alex Smith, you know, and Alex Smith was going to do great. I mean, the only reason why Mahomes got beat out Alex Smith is because Mahomes is Mahomes. You know, if it's any other team, I think Alex Smith is still the starting quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs and probably still does win a Super Bowl with them. Uh, Alex, it, Alex Smith is he's a great talent. He's one of the best like competitors out there that we've seen in a long time in my mind and to end up what did he go six and one over the over the rest of the season this year it's the guy still has it it's just sad to see him not going to be playing next year yeah and he definitely, yeah like you said they should change the name of the comeback player of the year award to the alex smith award because oh my goodness we need to get a petition for that we need to start getting some like some signatures going on that that would be the the best thing that they could do but there's that's a kind of slow news week. I really wanted to bring it up. Alex Smith, one of really great quarterbacks we're going to see as a person, as a story that we got to watch every step of the way um, with everything going on. But looking forward to 2021, we're going to jump into this one. It is going to be a three-round super flex mock draft. So each of us get to control four different teams across this one. So we'll be able to pick for different spots as well. We're going to go over in-depth the first two rounds, and the third round is going to be kind of a lightning round. We're not going to go too much in that for time constraints. But it's good to start these ideas now so we can start planning for that. I know it's so much is going to change in a week, and I want to do this again in a few weeks to see how it really changes. But that's yeah. one big thing. So you boys ready? Ready. Get yeah. into it. Caught him drinking water. He wasn't ready. <laughs> All right, y'all. So – Moving on, as you can see, we're doing this on the Sleeper app. I am taking the 101 in this one. Remember, Superflex means you can start a quarterback in a flex spot as well. So we're going to be doing PPR scoring, two running back, two wide receiver if, we're doing, if we were doing a full draft, one tight end, one flex, one Superflex. That's how we're going to keep the idea of it. So it's very balanced in terms of how we're looking at all of this, but that's how we're going to be going for this one. So, what about those kickers? What about those kickers? We, we're bringing kickers in, okay, right? Okay, yeah. If you want to take a kicker in these rounds, I'll allow it, but um, I will not be. I will tell yes. you that right now. <laughs> um, no bonus points to standard PPR. Just to make it simple across this one. I am the host, so I'm taking the 101 inside of all this one. And with that easiest decision of my life, I am taking Patrick <gasps> Mahomes with that. With the super flex position, quarterbacks do get bumped up. You normally wouldn't see this in one of your home leagues if you're not doing super flex, but this is something I like to bring up, especially Mahomes may not have been the number one quarterback last year, may not have been the number one quarterback the year before, but he's definitely the safest grab and really simple to go with. He's going to be always in the top five week to week. Yep. You guys got anything about Mahomes? What more is there to say? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right, Charles, you're on next. What we got? Uh, I'm going to be taking Kyler Murray with the second pick. Uh, Kyler is like it's a toss up to me between Kyler Murray and Josh Allen. The only difference between the two, I mean, they're both going to run the ball. They're both going to uh, score touchdowns uh, with their legs. But the biggest thing with Josh Allen and difference between Allen and Murray was Josh Allen had what was it, 19 dropped interceptions last year, uh, if I remember correctly. And for me, it's like. I don't think Josh Allen performs as well as he does next year as he did last year. I think we see a little regression on that end, even though it's like going into the off, uh, full offseason with Stefan Diggs. It's like I like Murray better. Yeah, I don't hate that pick at all. I think one big thing is he was the number one by far quarterback in fantasy football throughout the first about eight weeks until that injury happened. That's something yeah. I'll keep in the back of your mind is was an injury happen being tackled is more so alignment fell on him. And that's what it kind of happened there. So his frame is an issue, but I can't hate on that pick. He's, he's who I have at third. I do have Josh Allen second personally, but I, we're talking like minute differences personally. I don't hate that at all. Well, uh, let's hear what you have to say about Murray. And let's hear you take it three. 
Murray and Allen are right there close to each other. But for me, my uh, QB2 is Josh Allen. So that's who I'll be taking at the three. Happy to get him here. Uh, you know, what's to say about it? You got the rushing upside. Uh, what other rushing game did they have in Buffalo last year? And so until they fix that in any way, like I'm, you know, Josh Allen has that upside. I'm expecting an uptick in touchdowns from Stephon Diggs. And I'm ready to run it back with Josh Allen. Dude's an absolute stud. The step forward that he took last season, it was just unreal. So, yeah, give me my QB2 all day here at the 103. Yeah, he is my QB2. Josh Allen is an anomaly, though. That's the biggest thing. We've never seen a quarterback take that bigger step forward. And I don't think we ever will. He might just be the one of. I know people are talking about, like, maybe Daniel Jones has a Josh Allen jump. And, like, no one's going to have a Josh Allen jump. It's very, 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 what, very Where did he go? Rare. He went from, like, the 30th uh, rated uh, in passing completion percentage last year to the fourth best. Yeah. That's they went. They overhauled all jump. of his mechanics. That's the thing. They went through all his mechanics, and, he, and it actually worked. It very rarely works with these quarterbacks, especially having success. But I completely agree. He is the RB1 on that team as well. So it's yeah. kind of nice to have with that situation. But I, I don't hate the pick at all. Love it. So – with this one, I'm going to go a little curveball. For the number four team, I think in redraft, it matters a little bit less about quarterback. Not saying it doesn't matter a lot, but I think in redraft, it's you want to focus more on that. And I think quarterback's even deeper now, especially we're getting five new quarterbacks added to the pool with the starters. So I'm taking my running back 101, which is going to be Christian McCaffrey. PPR scoring, he's just a stud. Um, we saw him play in a couple games, scored over 30 points last year. It was just injuries, and I don't think anybody did enough to usurp that, even with him coming back. He's coming back with Sam Darnold, who is arguably better than Teddy Bridgewater. So that's something the offense is a little bit better. We're talking like minute differences. But I think Christian McCaffrey is a clear number one running back, and if I'm starting a redraft league, I would go Christian McCaffrey there. Thoughts, gentlemen? Yeah. I, I, I buy that. I mean, it's like quarterbacks. Yeah. It's like your elite. Uh, it's like elite running backs will score just like a, a quarterback will in PPR. So especially a pass catching back like CMC. So yeah, I mean, you take a look at uh, the games, the limited games where he was healthy last year. It's clear they're going to feed him the ball. They're gonna get him the ball. You know, you're gonna have Sam Darnold coming over, and you know, I think that he's gonna lean on CMC pretty heavily. Uh, so it's gonna be. Uh, a big year for CMC. I don't fault you at all. 104 is when you start thinking about those other positions once those big three are off the board. So this pick is, is great. Wheels up. All right, Charles, who you got the 105? All right, the 105, just sticking with the running back position. Uh, actually, I nah, never mind. We're going to go Travis Kelsey. I'm okay. just going to throw okay. it out there. I mean, Travis Kelsey, it, it, I put some, I put a generic like listing. I'm trying to do different theories for every team that I'm drafting for. So it's like, I'm trying not to just go with the best player available right here, but uh, I'm going with Travis Kelsey with that first pick. I mean, the guy scores as a wide receiver, number one. So it's like, why wouldn't you take, take him? So it, wanna, I don't, I don't hate that pick at all. I think it's, I think it's about where we're going to see him go this next year. We saw just such a huge gap from him to Waller, which is the one to two. And then from Kelsey to the tight end six, even was astronomical. So that's just a positional advantage. That's one big thing. It's going to be um, interesting. I want to see how you build this team as well, but I don't hate that pick at all, especially, again, we're talking about even in Superflex, especially in Redraft, that is going to be something we want to have, the ability to have advantage over other teams, and there's a lot of quarterbacks out there in this next year. There's still elite ones out there, but I think Kelsey's one of the few guys like CMC that is elite on his own right and could give you a week-to-week advantage over other teams. Matt, anything to add to that? No doubt. Uh, no, I mean, yeah, you're looking at the positional advantage. It gets so slim so quick there. And Kelsey, I mean, he's shown no signs of slowing down. Uh, if anything, last year, he's, you know, he was even better. He had his best year and, you know, that team's not going to slow down anytime soon. And yeah, Kelsey can't fault you at all for that. And you're up, sir, at the 106. Right. So at the 106, this is where I start looking at the running backs. Do I want to go there quite yet? Uh, I think I am going to go with my uh running back two and uh in redraft uh give me derrick henry i mean he's just going to uh they're just going to keep feeding him the ball uh i've said it before i'll say it again until they replace him do something active to actively replace him bring somebody in 
Uh, I mean, they're just going to keep feeding him. And, you know, who else can we bank on to get all of those touches, 300-plus touches and 2,000 yards? I mean, he was just putting up, you know, 200-yard games like it was nothing. I think it was like three 200-plus-yard games. Uh, until this guy slows down, I'm going to keep leaning on him, especially in redraft. Exactly. It's interesting for PPR he went there because I have another running back above him. Because it, Henry says that he's working on his pass catching, but I feel like he's been working on his pass catching since he came into the league. But he is that elite rusher. He's going to be the guy that you want to lean on down the stretch because when it gets cold, you feed the Yeti. Exactly. King Henry shows up when and, it's feeding time. You know? And there's that whole notion out there, you know, if there's vacated targets, which we see with Jonu Smith and Corey Davis, where do those vacated targets generally go? They go to the running back. Now, is Derrick Henley necessarily that? No. But maybe can we see an extra, you know, one to two uh, catches from him a game? I'll take that on top of what he already produces. Uh, I was thinking one to two catches total. But <laughs> I mean, even if he only gets, I mean, shoot, even if he only gets like one catch for eight yards every game, that's 1.8 yeah. points you're getting on top exactly. of his 150 yards he's going to run for and two touchdowns, you know? No, so. again, I don't, I don't fault it. I just have a running back ahead of him. And I'm going to take that running back here at seven. I'm going right. to continue with the theme here. We're going Dalvin Cook at the 107. Almost, again, took him, almost took him at the 105. Yeah, I just think he just because of the pass catching that makes him jump over him. I think I think when we look at it, Henry's a better rusher, but we have to take into effect the only thing that worries me is with Henry and Cook even that we have an extra game this year and Arby's don't play sixteen games. Now we're asking them to play seventeen games. So this is a guy. If I'm taking Cook in that first round, I'd be looking for a Madison near the end of the draft just to have him there because there's very few guys. So there's a lot of times when I look at this, unless there's a guy like Christian McCaffrey as a clear number one in a super flex league, I usually lean um quarterback but i think dalvin cook is the closest we can get to it and he has a good handcuff so that bumps him up to me because i can have that lock later on in the draft i think i available to you so quarterback still matters a lot but i think dalvin cook just is that difference maker at the position i think personally it's my last difference maker before we start going back to quarterbacks to give away what i'm getting next <laughs> awesome yeah. well uh, you must be reading my notes there uh, because <laughs> like that's exactly what I'm doing with this next pick, and I'm taking uh, not AA Ron, but Dak Prescott with uh, the eighth pick. I feel it's like the rehab. Everything that I'm hearing out of Dallas right now says that the rehab's going well. They expect good things, and I personally actually expect Dallas if they don't attack the defense, the the defensive needs, that they'll go after an offensive line prospect or something along those lines, especially later on in the draft, which will help you know replenish all uh, all the injury injuries that they had last year. So, I mean that that Dallas offense is primed to explode as long as they stay healthy. That's all I, there is. I'm a Dak truther, so you, you don't have to convince me on this one. He is he is my QB four, um, in redraft. So and I, I could say he's arguable with Kyler Murray even as my QB three. Like they're really close. Yeah. So to get him there at at eight is a steal. The way it looks, I considered it, but I just think the quarterback class again is a little bit deeper than normal, and I want to see how that the middle teams turn out with that. So um, yeah, no, I can't hate on it. He has elite weapons. If he gets Kyle Pitts, which he could potentially, because they're talking about it. That as a Dallas fan, I'd down. hate that. I would hate that as a Dallas fan because wow. I think uh, Blake Jarwin and Dalton Schultz prove that they are both very capable top 10 tight ends. Yeah. I mean, Dalton Schultz finished as tight end 10, so you can only imagine that the guy who he replaced would also finish in the top 10. That's just my lo logic, train of log logic that I'm using there. So it's like I really do is, think Is it that really that hard to finish as a top 10 tight end? I mean, I almost got there, and I sat on my couch all season. So, I mean, we talked about this before. The difference between tight end seven and tight end 16 was what, 1.9 points a game? You know, when we were discussing Jonu Smith a couple uh, episodes back, it, it's like all that is is one more catch every game. So, but I, I see where you're coming from. I just, I don't think they need Kyle Pitts. Would that be tasty and delicious? Yes. My fantasy teams would love that. Oh, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I, I talk about fantasy. I'm not a Cowboys fan. I, we'll I see. Wanna... That's, yeah. No, I, I get you. Yeah. From a fantasy perspective, it, it would be amazing. I think if they go with Kyle Pitts, I think that would uh, spell the end for Michael Gallup. But that's just me. I mean, I think he's been, I think he's been on the way out for a while, in all honesty. But that's a, yeah. with C CD took over a lot of that. But moving on to the next pick we have going on here. So number nine right here. Where are we at, Matt? 
Yep. Uh, at the 109, there's three running backs that I'm looking at right here. Uh, but there's only one whose situation I absolutely love. I'm going to take Jonathan Taylor here. Uh, I'm looking at Kamara and I'm looking at Barkley as well. You know, but Kamara, you've got that QB situation that you're looking at that you're nervous about. Uh, Barkley is coming off of that injury. Now they're improving the offensive line. So he probably would have been next in line for me. But Jonathan Taylor, what's not to love about this guy? Absolutely broke out. Uh, he's in the perfect offense for him to just get fed. You know, you got Carson Wentz coming over. I mean, I don't think that offense is going to run through Carson Wentz. So Jonathan Taylor is absolutely going to get his. He was on a tear uh, at the end of last year. So I'm just excited to see where this guy's going. The ceiling is the roof for this gentleman. I think we agree to disagree on this pick. Okay. Um, I don't hate Jonathan okay. Taylor. I like Jonathan. I just don't like Carson Wentz. I think he is that bad, and he will not target the running back at all. That he just like takes away a lot of that similar idea to Derrick Henry that I would probably take him near the turn. I'm not sure if I would want him over a quarterback right here. Um, I just think that he was in a great situation. He had 36 receptions last year. So that was a big part of his fantasy points as well. He was not that good the first half of the year, as much as we want to like right. remember all the good he did so they could go back to that. But I yeah. understand he is in this range. I'm just saying yeah. that I don't think his – redraft ceiling is as high as we want it to be. I think it's more of a dynasty buy. Well, and also look at, I mean, uh, Philip Rivers, like his whole thing was the uh, little, little flip to the running back. I mean, that's what he, I mean, that's one reason Dude, why. New on Rivers, yeah, check down King. Exactly, exactly. I mean, that's uh, one reason why um, it's like Carson Wentz in Philadelphia never really targeted the running back. So I don't, I mean, we saw an increase in Miles Sanders' production once Carson Wentz went out. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't – I'm agreeing with what you're saying. There, he, he's going to get his. I'm just not sure the offense is going to score enough to give him this evaluation, personally. But I've been wrong before. Not too often, but every now and then. So, my 110, going to the next one. I'm going back to the quarterback well. I'm going with ceiling at this point. I want a running quarterback with this, Lamar Jackson. Not the greatest passer, but one of the best rushers out there. And, and running is king when it comes – to um, the quarterback position because most leagues you're getting about a point every 25 yards passing, but you get a point every 10 yards rushing. And that sounds lovely for a guy like Lamar Jackson. Given the back end of this, I think it's right where I would want to take him. Nope. That, that checks. It's like, I got, I got another, I got uh, another quarterback in front of Lamar Jackson, but that's just simply because I, I think, yeah, I got Aaron Rodgers ahead of him, but yeah, I can't argue with that pick. So Well, you were on the clock, sir. Who are you taking? Uh, keeping with tradition here, it's like I got my own little setup for each individual team. I'm actually going to the wide receiver well and I'm taking Devontae Adams. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, yeah, like I said before, I have a little setup for each team, how I'm drafting, just to give different perspective because not everyone's going to be as smart as me and draft accordingly, you know, to create these <laughs> champion- championship squads. So, no, you can't argue with Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is by far to me the number one wide out in the league right now. So that's, yeah, that's a a bold statement. There's a lot of great wide receivers out there. I think he's in that top tier, that upper echelon for sure. You can't deny what he's done. You can't say where I think he is my number one wide receiver, but I don't think he's like that far ahead of my number two wide receiver. Oh no, he's not. The only reason why it's like, I have him rated above uh, this other, uh, my other wide receiver is simply because of the fact that there's nobody else to take the targets away. I mean, it, you yes. can't trust any of – well, yes. But, you know, Green Bay's going to go in and draft another quarterback So <laughs> it does in the first round, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> so. Yeah. No, again, I don't, I don't hate it. I just – I'm not um, – I think RB and QB and redraft is just the way to go in the first round. I think there's so many receivers that are so good that um, – but, again, we're talking difference makers. Adams definitely is. He is as safe as you can get, though. You will plug him in every game he plays. He is scoring you about 20 points, and that is lovely to have. So I get it. So Team 11 is your safe team. I'm excited to see you get after the turn. But, Matt, we got the back-to-backs, buddy. Who are you going with? Absolutely. I'm loving this. So with the long wait coming up, there's a couple positions here that I think are going to thin out by the time I come back around here. And so I'm looking at running back first and foremost. I'm going to take the guy that was in consideration for me last time, Saquon Barkley. Uh, coming back off that injury, you know, we we're starting to get that hype going cause they're, uh, you know, you're seeing those workout videos come out and all that stuff, seeing those quads, they slim down a little bit, but he's going to be back in form in no time. And I mean, just look at, you know, what, 
Wayne Gallman was able to do in that in that offense last year. The offensive line was improving, uh, and he is you know he's a PPR back. He's going to get his in the passing game, and he's got major upside here. I think the Giants' offense is going to take a nice step forward there. You're not worried about Devontae Booker? That's not that's not worrying you at all. Uh, but- if he was still I, um, on the Raiders, I think he would take from uh, Jacobs and uh, Drake over there for sure, but not on the Giants. Um, I no, actually I lo- got, uh, go for it. Go for it, man. Sorry. No, I love the Saquon pick. I think he's definitely a value here at the end. And someone that was going to 102 last year, good reason. The only thing I worry about him is, again, a lot of times after the ACL year, you do see a lot of soft tissue injuries. That's the next year. So that's something to keep in consideration in the back of your mind. But again, at the 112, like you, he has probably the highest ceiling of anybody here. And you have another pick right now ready yeah. to go all right so like i said i'm looking at quarterback here too it's going to start to slim down uh by the time i get to my next pick and i'm going to throw this for a loop a little bit here and i'm going to take matthew stafford um so looking at a couple of the other quarterbacks here uh justin herbert was up there in consideration for me but that defense is going to get healthy i don't think they're going to lean on the passing game uh quite as much uh you know i think we're going to see some more rushing i think they're going to bring in another back to go with eckler and we're going to see more out of the rushing game and that defense. So I think Herbert kind of takes a step back. And I love Stafford in LA in that offense with those weapons dumping off to Cam Akers. You know, you got uh, Woods and Cup over there that he's going to be going long to. So uh, he's going to be my pick here. Yeah, Cam, I'm not sure Cam Akers can catch, but I get what you're saying with all of that. Yeah. Um, one of the biggest things uh, at the turns, you got to take your guys. And if Stafford is yeah. that guy for you, he's not making it back. He's not to the 312. So, again, that's your guy. I love it. Um, I, I think Stafford's a great pick. I love Stafford this year. So, yeah, I don't I don't hate it at all. Uh, yeah. What is let's, – Charles, let's get your opinions on these last two picks, and let's hear your two, 2.2. Okay. Uh, well, first off, my uh, pick, I'm stacking the team. I'm going A.A. Ron. I thought you were going there, yeah. Yeah, uh, that's that's the whole – I went – uh, the Saquon Barkley, I actually got Saquon Barkley as my 10th rated running back going into redraft next year. My biggest issue is the fact that the Giants really didn't address the offensive line. Yes, the offensive line was getting better throughout the year, but they didn't address the offensive line in free agency. They tar- they went after uh, toys, for, uh, toys for Daniel Jones instead of blocking guys. So I think they're going to start relying more on the pass as opposed to the run. And in addition, I mean, Saquon Barkley – He's been in the league for three years, and he's already missed like 18 games, 20 games, something along those lines. It's, it's. I have some hesitancy with him. It's like he is still a solid running back. I just, it, but for redraft, it's like I would. It's like I have him in the later uh, bottom half of the RB ones. So, like I said, just, you're you're drafting safe. I mean, I, I can't fault you for it. Yeah. Again, you're taking a team with Adams and Rogers. Very safe back-to-back. Nice little stack you got there. Um, so that makes sense. I just think, yeah, I think Saquon, if you're going for ceiling, Saquon is definitely the guy. By oh, yeah. Can, it does come with that risk of what we talked about. He's missed a lot of games. You can't deny that's a fact. We've seen a lot of people come back from ACL tears. They are more prone to soft tissue injuries. Um, before, I t- before I take my next pick, what's your thought on the Stafford pick? On the Stafford pick? Stafford, I love him. I mean, I think we could see him – put up easily 4,500 yards and 40 touchdowns next year. I mean, with Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, it's and Tyler Higby, it's, that team is it's going places. Finally, Matt, Matt Stafford, I mean, look at back when he used to have Megatron. You know, when he had Megatron, he was slinging it. He was easily a top-10 quarterback, if I remember correctly. Low-key, so, they also have Deshaun Jackson running nine routes out there. With Deshaun Jackson, any team he plays for elevates the quarterback. Like, it's not saying even yeah. if, like, he'll, for the two games he plays, but <laughs> – that's exactly. something just to be aware of. No, again, really good there. I'm going to jump in the uh, the 2.3. So the pair of Lamar Jackson, I'm going Ezekiel Elliott. I think that's a steal here, the early part of the second. I think that's just like as safe as it gets. You get Lamar Jackson ceiling, Zeke's floor. I This team looks great comparatively. I might want to have a back-end pick and redraft. Not too much to say. He had, he had a bad end of the season, but really it was kind of weaker because of the Dak injury. And the offense didn't have the option to be as explosive as they He'll could He'll finish be. top 10, though. I mean, not, here's yeah. the thing. Here's a guy who his entire career, the worst he's finished in PPR fantasy is RB9. And that was the year he missed six yeah. games. You can't you can't fault that pick. I mean, Zeke is such a – everyone dogs on him, but the guy goes out there and produces every year. Now, granted, he might have some stinker games, but what running back doesn't? 
It's fair. Yeah. So, Charles, it's on you. Yep. All right. Uh, now, actually, it's up to Matt. Oh, is yeah. it? Yeah. I'm up. Yeah. Uh, so, having gone running back here in the first round, uh, to pair with Jonathan Taylor, uh, looking at QB, I'm going to go ahead and take. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I'm going to go with Justin Herbert here. Uh, I talked about having some concerns with the defense getting better and all that, but he's still got the weapons. I think they're going to add another pass catcher in the draft. Uh, I would absolutely love to see that to partner with uh, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, get another guy out there. Um, you know, Jalen Guyton came on. You got Tyron uh, Johnson. But, uh, I mean, Justin Herbert's just got the weapons, and I do think that even though we'll expect, I'll expect a little bit of a step back there, uh, it's hard to pass him up here in a super flex at this point in the draft. So I'll partner him up and uh, go kind of young here, but I like the upside. If that was a dynasty team, you'd be, you'd be sitting yeah. pretty. Um, no, yeah. I, I love that pick. He's got such a, he's got such a good arm. The only thing that worries me is that we might've seen his best season last year that he'll have, but doesn't mean he can't match it. So that's a, um, a good choice there. And quarterbacks starting to move tiers a little bit here now. So I'm interested to see what you pair with Dak, how you decide to build this team. The silly snake got me going the wrong way on that one, but I, we're back on track with, with my brain. Yeah, no, uh, with Dak, I'm going to pair uh, Aaron Jones with this. It's like I was torn between Aaron Jones or Alvin Kamara, but with the quarterback situation in flux down in New Orleans, your boys still haven't come out with what they're doing down there, man. You got you got to get on the phone and call, call up Sean Payton, see who the quarterback's going to be. It's like that's what uh, puts uh, – Aaron Jones on top for me. And Aaron Jones, I think in PPR format has one of the best uh, potential to be RB one next year. It's like literally any, any one of these running backs that we've selected can finish RB one and you wouldn't be surprised. No, not at all. Like none of these guys are really be that crazy out the line here. Aaron Jones is electric. And I honestly completely agree with the going, taking him over Alvin Kamara for redraft. I'm actually one as a Saints fan, it hurts to say I'm lower than on Kamara than most people because I actually wrote an article for the pregame HQ extrapolating out a season if they were to um, use Taysom Hill based on the stats that what we've seen from him throughout his year and career, especially as a starter. And Kamara dropped all the way into about a low end RB one, like where I think it was running back eleven, based on extrapolated stats. So it's something to consider that he will not exceed any passes if Taysom wins. And with Jameis Winston, he is not a um, one that checks down to the running back very often. So Aaron Jones over Kamara is definitely an interesting call, and I agree with it. So what's your opinion on Aaron Jones down there, Matt? Yeah, I mean, with uh, the contract that he signed and with Rodgers being there again, uh, there's going to be so much opportunity for Aaron Jones. It's obvious that he wanted to run it back uh, with Green Bay, and so I think he's going to be hungry there. And, uh, yeah, can't fault that at all. There are the concerns with Alvin Kamara. There's probably one running back that I would, would have taken over him, but I can't fault you for it. I, I think I also have one. We might, we might have the same one. I'm not going to take him here, though, to pair with my Dalvin Cook because I see, as a drafter, I see what's ahead of me. And I see three teams without a quarterback. And knowing that I should probably grab one here, it might be the best call. Yep. So I'm going to take uh, Russell Wilson. You dirty SOB. <laughs> 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 Gotta love this side going there. I think Dalvin Cook, Russell Wilson, it's going to be a little bit um, – Russell Wilson's great. He's always going to be a QB1. He is streaky at times, but you take the good with the bad. And a lot of times with a quarterback like this, I'll probably pair a safer quarterback a few rounds later, someone like a Kirk Cousins or a Tannehill or someone in that range to kind of um, balance it out. So I think it's definitely something to look for. Yeah, I like the the Cook-Russ as well. Let Russ cook. Yeah, yeah. please. Please do. All right. Uh, so here with, I'm on the clock at the 207 here. I've already got Derrick Henry. Give me a stud at another position here. I'm going wide receiver. Give me Tyreek Hill. Uh, I'm going to take a little bit of a risk here, not going quarterback, but give me that pairing that, uh, Derrick Henry rushing upside and then Tyreek Hill. Uh, what an incredible year he had last year. Uh, you know, before last season, he was often pegged as inconsistent. You know, he would have those boom games, but then he'd also leave you out to dry. And last year, he just didn't do that. And so I'm ready for him to run it back. You know, the Patrick Mahomes love, loves his Kelsey and his Tyreek Hill. So uh, why not give me a couple of studs here? I mean, as he should, those, those players, best players by far yeah. on the, yeah, I, I, don't, I love the pick. I think it's a great call. I think he's the guy that could battle for that wide receiver one. He became a complete receiver last year, showing everything he has. I think he could 
he could potentially jump Adams. He's one of the few guys I think that could yeah. battle him for that spot. Yep. No, and uh, piggybacking on what you said earlier, it's like you look ahead, you see the teams coming up. Uh, the teams in front of me right now, I'm on the uh, 2.8 pick. It's like I see there's only one other team in front of me that doesn't have a quarterback. So I know uh, the next four picks or, or eight picks are going to be positional players. It's, uh, this is the point where I'm going to be snagging uh, Stefan Diggs here with the 2.8 pick. Uh, he's another one of those wide receivers that we all consider in like that elite tier. Yep. <laughs> sniping. Come sniping, on, man. Sniping. Why do you think I wore my camera? He wanted, he wanted the camera. Allen stack. That's what he wanted. He you took like, my stack. Give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's oh. like like seriously it's like i got four wide receivers in that stack that as they're just head head and shoulders above everyone else now what the only downfall is is now i'm going to be reliant upon uh with this team in Superflex. i'm going to be reliant upon more of your middle of the road quarterbacks you know uh your tom brady's your big bends you know which those guys aren't bad i mean tom brady was a top 10 quarterback last year you know, it's just they don't have carry that uh, rushing ability that most of these other quarterbacks that have already been selected. Well, this will end up being one of those teams where, like, you need to be one of the teams that gets three quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, or, and here's the strategy I, I want to bring up now. I call it the buddy strategy. You look at all the bye weeks, and if you want to start taking a bunch of skills, guys, you pick the week that has the most buys, and you give yourself one loss, one guaranteed loss of your yeah. team just being all in the same buy. So your two quarterbacks you take – and you stack the skills. So that's also a way to once we know what bye weeks are. Like last year, I think it was week eight. We had like um, Ravens and Pittsburgh. And there's like five teams on bye that week that you can just build your roster out of that roster and then have a good lineup. And that, that's what a strategy I use every now and then. And we start seeing a bunch of quarterbacks being taken. So I wanted to bring that up as a secondary one. So if you're going skills positions heavy early in a super flex league, you need to make sure you commit to getting three of those middle tier and play matchup based that way. Cause there'll be no quarterbacks on the waiver wire or find that buddy system, find what week has the most buys and try to pair your roster in a way to do it like that. So I just want to bring that up. Anything to add guys before I pick? Yeah. Oh, I love that strategy. Yeah. I, I haven't heard that buddy strategy before, so I'm gonna have to try that this year. It's a good one. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a ton of fun. Yeah. Definitely. Um, you can, if you decide on the correct week, you can definitely build a strong team and then not worry about having to have that third player. You're just going to, you know, I use Taysom Hill as my QB three on a week that everyone had buys it. And then by the end of the season, I had an extra QB because Taysom played a couple games. It was an interesting setup there, but moving on to the next area right here, I'm going to go a little curveball. So again, I see that there is a lot of quarterbacks taken ahead of me and my Christian McCaffrey pick. So I'll be looking ahead for this one. I'm actually going to take, I'm not sure, I want to hear what you guys are painting this one. A player I think is going to be one of the biggest PPR machines at the running back position. I'm taking Austin Eckler with this pick. Just because I think okay. in that offense, he when he got back in there, he was one of the top pass catchers. I think the ceiling is there. And again, I'm a little lower than most on the whole Kamara situation. I don't know what's going on there. I know he's going to have Herbert, and I know Herbert will lean on him because we saw that happen. Yep. No, I, I like this pick. Yeah. I mean, Austin Eckler, it's like he's he's a PPR machine. I mean, what uh before the injury, I think he was averaging like nineteen points a game. Yeah. It's like why that that's a yeah, mail it in. You you know you got an RB one. Or and you already have Christian McCaffrey on this team, so now it's like you're set. Yeah. Yeah, I I definitely think that that's a great pairing with Christian McCaffrey because looking at Eckler. I do have, a, I'm a little bit nervous on Eckler as to if they bring in another running back, but he's still got that PPR upside. They're still going to use him in the passing game. It may limit his rushing upside, but as your uh, RB2 behind CMC, you don't have to worry about that as much, and you can still take advantage of those PPR uh, those PPR receptions there. No doubt. That's the plan. Can't blame it. Yeah. All right. So at the 210, I got Josh Allen sitting here. Um Man, there's so many different directions I can go here. I'm kind of torn, but I'm going to actually uh, do something a little bit different. And I'm going to go ahead and take the rookie with the golden locks. I'm going to take Trevor Lawrence here. So what I'm thinking here is, uh, you know, I'm a little bit worried about his first year here with, uh, with Urban Meyer and how Urban Meyer, uh, his system and everything is going to 
translate into the NFL, but you got to love the, the weapons with Trevor Lawrence. And because I already have Josh Allen there and it is a super flex, if Trevor Lawrence is my QB two, I will take a risk on that upside all day and, uh, you know, not have to worry too much if he isn't just spectacular because he's my QB two behind a stud, Josh Allen. And so, and I like what's on the board at the other positions right now. So I'll take a chance that they'll uh, follow me there. It's definitely a bold call to take um, a guy like Trevor Lawrence there, especially knowing that there's two quarterbacks there. But you are the third of them, so you probably he might not have made it back after this whole turn yeah. going forward. So I think again in Dynasty, he's a first round pick. I think he's going to be great. He's one of those guys that I think comes out a little bit faster than most, or he should. We've been talking about him for years, yeah. so it's definitely. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't hate it. I just would love to see what the rest of the team would look like if we did a full draft. That would just be interesting to see what you'd have to build. You, yep. You've said that about a lot of my picks, so I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> you got you to gotta have a plan. That's all I'm saying, especially yeah. in these situations. Yeah. So that's why yeah, I'm just curious. Sure. I, I, all right, Charles, this is your, this is your last pick before we go lightning round. All right, yeah. Uh, no, I'm doing another stack. I'm taking a nuke with uh this pick uh you love your stacks my friend i it, it's my stacks that's i mean you're, going you're, with that bye week strategy you know that's that's one of the things that i do it's like i know this this stack is going to produce it's like no matter how often he's listed on the injury report deandre hopkins is going to come out and going to light you up for about eight catches and 50 yards guaranteed every game you know and it's more than likely he's going to throw two touchdowns and go for 90 and then rip the hearts and souls. Well, what was that game where he ripped it out? Was it the Saints or was it uh, last year on the Hail, Hail, Hail Murray? Yeah, that yeah the Hail Murray. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I I like I like stacking. What can I say? I like to stack. Yeah, I definitely. You're, do you do you play a lot of um, weekly fantasy? That's definitely a weekly fantasy kind of move. Yeah, it is. It's it's a total weekly fantasy move, but I think it's something that can easily translate. You know. Oh. No so, doubt at all, especially if you especially decide to redraft. That, especially in redraft, and one hundred, especially redraft. if you go that strategy of you know, okay, well, I'm deciding to do whatever bye week that the Cardinals have. Okay, so now you're looking at all the, the quarterbacks. I only got to take one more quarterback, and I'm gonna stack the middle. So then, and it's the way to stack that middle. So it's really nice to have that one two. So we're gonna go lightning round here next, so we don't run out of time. But I'm gonna talk about my next combo pick really quick. You gave me Patrick Mahomes to start with. I'm taking Kamara and Chubb. Just getting my RB1, RB2 <laughs> to start it off. I think that is um, by far the, the the dream scenario for someone that starts off Mahomes because you have that guarantee. You know you're getting QB1 without any question. I don't mind having a QB2 that's like okay. you know. And I think, I think running backs will definitely deplete by the time we get back. So that's something I'm just going to get my top two running backs off the board and be happy about it. Yep. Oh, nope. chef's kiss uh, right there. Quick. I love it. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. Guys. Not bad at all. Uh, all right, so Murray Hopkins, who's the three on that team? Uh, this is where I'm utilizing what knowledge we have right now. Fitzpatrick, Ryan Fitzpatrick, has my QB two. Uh, I think he's going to have a top ten year. Past three years, he's been top Q, our QB five, QB five, and QB eleven. If you, you extrapolate his entire season over the like his stats over the entire season, so That's as long as he's a QB all year, I'm taking him. He's going to be top ten. That is a bold third round pick. I, my, oh, Terry, I my Terry McLaurin love wants that to happen. Curtis Samuel love. <laughs> um, cool. So Josh Allen, Trevor Lawrence, who's your three? All right. Running back is going to get real ugly for me here. There's a few staring me at the in the face. I'm going to pick a pretty polarizing guy right here. I'm going to go with Joe Mixon and uh, hope that uh, we see some improvement Ooh. there. We see Sewell make his way to Cincinnati. Uh, you know, yeah, I love it. No, I think it's a great call. I think it's a really awesome with that setup in there, reform, uh, set up the O-line. So, again, we're lightning through this one. I'm going to go Burrow here as my QB1 for this team. I think CMC, Eckler, Burrow, I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to help him out a lot. So we got Kelsey Diggs. Who's the three for this team? Uh, it's going to be Tom Brady. Need a quarterback. Got to have a quarterback. All right, Tom Brady adding that one in. Boom. All right, now Absolutely. we got Derrick Henry, Tyreek Hill. Who is the three on that one? All right, so I'm going to take uh, Ryan Tannehill. Uh, again, it's getting kind of – we're getting those teardrops here at uh, at QB, but give me uh, the guy that's got A.J. Brown. No, I, I love that. <laughs> that's one big thing of that. You can't 
you can't hate on it at all. That's yeah. Yeah. a great pick there. So to go into my next pick, I'm going to go with a guy that I really like for redraft, especially, especially in PPR, because I think his ceiling is just so high as well. So I'm going to be going with Swift to add to my Russell Wilson and Dalvin okay. Cook. I think he's going to be one of the best pass catchers in that offense. It's really, if you think Stafford, uh, sorry, if you think that um, Stafford and Swift roll together, I think they're going to go through Swift a lot with Jared Goff. I think who else do they really have? So it's definitely um, a grouping I want to have there. I think running backs can get really thin really fast. Nope, completely agree. Yeah. Uh, with with this next pick, I'm going to go with Calvin Ridley. So I need a uh, need a wide receiver. Okay. Um, it's I think. It's a toss-up between him and Julio for me, but I think Ridley is going to be the more successful of the two. I agree. Ridley is, the, is a great pick there. Jonathan Taylor, Justin Herbert. Who's All next? right. Give me uh, my man, A.J. Brown, on here. Uh, yeah, my your, dynasty Your, your dynasty one. team is, is on point. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I'm aware. I'm aware. Um, I'm going positional with this one. So we got Lamar Jackson, Ezekiel, like guys that can finish number one. I'm going to be going Kittle for this next pick here. So that's definitely where I'm going to go with that one to end, end my drafting for that. All right. No, that's awesome. Uh, we're going to go with this one. We're going to go with uh, Justin Jefferson. It's like, sure. I'm going to take, I'm going to, hey, this is my zero RB team. So, okay. So yep. go in the future, that's your zero RB team you're looking at. Yeah, that's what that that's what the the tail end of the draft. I always feel like you it's that's a good spot to do the zero RB because most of your elite running backs are gone by now, so, as we see. Well, so. Yeah, I'll I'll talk about my strategy of the Lamar team of mile. I was counting my running backs to see if you guys all went running back, but I still have one I liked, and I did. So I went I went Kittle there. So that's why I have my line. Here next. All right, and uh, close this out here with a three twelve to pair with Barkley and Stafford. I'm going to take Cam Akers. Give me that. Stack, if you will, Stafford and Akers. Uh, love him with, with Stafford back there. We'll see. Uh, I've got I've got hope for him. I think he's gonna get his work this year. I mean, if he gets, he should get more than eleven receptions like he did last year. Yeah, I just yeah. so that's one thing. Again, we're looking at a great board here. That's one big thing. We are noticing the fourth round might be a great plethora of more value. So honestly, mm-hmm. the way though, like we're looking at everything, I think there's not a bad spot in a super flex draft. That's one thing that's really cool about all of this. Um, quarterbacks, they get a little bit thin, but to break it down really fast, team number one has Patrick Mahomes, Alvin Kamara, Nick Chubb. Team number two, Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, Ryan Fitzmagic. Team three, we got Josh Allen, Trevor Lawrence, Joe Mixon. Team four, Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, Joe Burrow. Five, Kelsey, Diggs, Brady. Six, Henry Hill, Tannehill. Another little stack there you didn't mean to do mm-hmm. of a play as I can't catch. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> this is a let Russ cook team, Dalvin cook, Russell Wilson, Deandre Swift, uh, Dak Prescott, Calvin Ridley, Aaron Jones for eight, Jonathan Taylor, Justin Herbert, AJB, Lamar Jackson, Ezekiel Elliott, George Kittle, Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers stack with some Justin Jefferson on top, probably aiming for that Kirk cousins a few rounds later and Saquon Barkley, Stafford, Cam Akers, gentlemen, great job. Anything stick out to you while we're doing this draft? Uh, I'm I'm kind of surprised that we didn't see uh, two quarterbacks. It's like a common strategy you see in Superflex is two quarterbacks within the first two rounds or first three rounds. I mean, that's a, a very common strategy that's put out there. So I think this is a this gives a good idea for everyone else. Like, hey, there are other options. There are other ways to do this to build a winning football team. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I think especially again with this year, like I would be fine with so many guys as my QB two. Like I would be fine with Justin Fields if he goes somewhere for that upside that uh, someone plays. Zach Wilson, I'd be cool with that as a QB two. Big Ben, um, if Trey Lance is a starter, Matt Ryan still on the board. These are guys that I'm fine with taking Jalen Hurts round. Yeah, Jalen Hurts for that upside. It's there's quarterback has never been in a deeper spot right now. So I think getting those positions like running back we talked about, it's good to kind of. Zig when other people zag, or I think a couple of us did. Matt, wh- what do you think about this one? Uh, I think I need a few more stacks. Uh, the, the triple stack from Denny's, but uh, not a sponsor. But anyway, you know, uh, this really taught me that uh, you know redraft is is a lot different from Dynasty. Uh, I feel like I'm in Dynasty mode, as you saw from my drafting here. So I'm going to get better here, uh, do a little more practice. But uh, I don't hate my teams. 
think we've got some upside there. I think, I think, I think there's, I think every team is good. It's just like interesting yeah. to see how this goes. Again, that's why I like a super flex so much, even in redraft, the fact yeah. that you can create such a balance across the whole board. There's not as many haves and have nots. So it's something to consider for your home leagues going forward. But gentlemen, we'll move that draft board out of the way. Let us know where they can find you, Mr. Matthew. All right. You can find me at peak FF nine. I'm not going to try to point this time because I know I'm going to mess <laughs> it up, even though we were practicing. Uh, so you can find me over there on Twitter, just uh, interacting with people. I got into some uh, rookie mocks. So you'll see uh, some of those posted and uh, man, the NFL draft could not come quick enough. I'm looking forward to that. I bet you can't wait for that, that uh, third pick. You're, you're sweating bullets. Kyle Pitts. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> no. Hey, you guys are going to trade Dallas. We're going to send you Dak, and you give us a, your 1.03. Okay. And I take Dak for that. Um, I'm in. Mr. Charles, where can we find you, sir? Uh, you can find me right here at Hetty underscore football there on Twitter. All that right there for the. Off. Pardon? All the practice is paying off at the point. Oh, yeah. Hey, practice makes perfect. You know, and that's why everyone needs to go out there and practice your drafting. Try different strategies. There's so many out there. There's zero RB, zero wide receiver, taking quarterbacks late. You know, I know some people who don't draft their quarterbacks until the 12th round, you know, and they're just winning championships left and right because they stack their teams. Practice makes perfect. Yeah, except Superflex, obviously. Don't don't do that in Superflex. Yeah, don't do that in Superflex. But still, go out and practice. You'll get better. You'll improve. And you'll start winning rings, which is the most important thing. Uh, quick plug. One thing that I just published out there on the pregame was actually my redraft ranking, something we just did. You know, and if you'll notice, most of my picks were right in line with how I ranked everyone. And uh, go check it out. And it's part one. I just did post-free agency. And then we'll do part two after the draft. So Yeah, draft's going to shake some things up. But it's always good to have that preparation ahead of time. I am CJ Krause. You can find me at KidFlashFF on Twitter. You can also find me almost every single week here hosting the pregame HQ podcast unless something comes up. But, gentlemen, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you so much for yeah. drafting me, and thank you so much for letting me get Mahomes, Alvin Kamara, and Nick Chubb on the same team. <laughs> Alvin Kamara. All right, guys. All right.